Welcome to the Cult Film Showdown's controversial Saturday morning cartoons series, where we're looking at cartoons that were based on properties that probably shouldn't have had cartoons. And I am joined. I am Jim Cotta, one of the many hosts of the Cult Film Showdown. I am joined by one of the other many hosts of the Cult Film Showdown, Nick Boxer. Hey, ho! And scarfing down his Mr. T's cereal, Jack Hall. Oh, tastes like a gold chains. <laughs> Did you say it tastes like a golden shower? <laughs> looked like no. One. Looked like one. It's just looked like it's like knockoff Captain oh, Crunch. Oh, gold chains, Mr. Mr. T. I got it. Sorry, slow on the update. <laughs> Don't search for that on the internet either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we have talked about uh, the two RoboCop cartoons, uh, and uh, we've talked about Rambo, which is kind of the legendary, controversial cartoon uh, based on R-rated films. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk about a series that was based on movies that wouldn't even be R-rated um, in uh, in a right-thinking world. Uh, we're talking about Toxic Crusaders from 1991. Uh, and uh, Jack, why don't you give us some background on what the heck Toxic Crusaders is? Toxic Crusaders is a 13 episode 1991 cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon based on the Toxic Avenger film series. At the time that this had come out, there had been the original Toxic Avenger, 1984, and uh, Toxic Avengers parts two and three. It both came out in 1989, filmed as one film, and then they realized they had so much footage they could turn it into two. So <laughs> it's trauma. It's they, Lloyd Kaufman. So neither film is good, probably for that reason. Um, <laughs> but this is, as you say, it's, it's unrated fair instead of rated R. Um, and easily the most offensive, trashy, um not for kids not for most human beings content <laughs> of any product that we're gonna like as violent as robocop was the violence the squishing of you know graphic squishing of the head of a child and things like that uh is a whole other level so the the fact that they made this into a cartoon is rather amazing um this uh, Toxic Crusaders actually has a video game that I believe either just released or it's just about to release. The project is still out there. Nice. And, uh, you know, it was um, Lloyd Kaufman believes that this was his chance to get rich and become a wealthy man if it had gone into syndication and and it did not. Uh, and he blames the big corporations for that. It's too bad if this had gone into syndication. Apparently, um, there was talk of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and... Uh, Toxic Crusaders crossover, and that would have ruled. Uh huh. Yeah, actually, I'm surprised for such a adult property how well it the stupidness blended into a cartoon. This is a legitimately good, funny cartoon. Yeah, this is a this is very enjoyable. It's written by Chuck Lorre. The Chuck Lorre did Two and a Half Men and. Big Band Theory, Young Sheldon, won Emmys producing for Roseanne's show and all that type of stuff. 
I mean, he's a one of the he's known as the king of the sitcoms, and and uh, it's the only episode he wrote. But uh, there was good lineage in most of the people who are the writers in the show, um, who've written for things like Carol Burnett and and you know Three's Company and different shows that were that were big hits. And it's it's a very it's a, like the property itself is as I say, it's not for kids. It's not for most adults. It, it's it's, but it is extremely immature. It's trauma, and that's the way you can. Trauma will offend most people with what it is, but never. But it's never serious in anything. Yes, it's got homophobic jokes. Yes, it's, the characters could be rapey. That's it's extremely violent, but it's very very immature in its humor and its its tone the whole time. So for that reason, it translated well into a cartoon series. Yeah, some of the jokes uh, actually feel like they could have been out of the the movie because they are, uh, you know, they're almost an adult joke, but then they they'll throw in a nonsensical punchline, uh, like they're leading you up to like a dick joke, and uh, and then just something not that is the punchline. Was uh, Nick? What was the? What does he say he's going home to do? What was that line? Uh, going home. Oh, uh, he was going home to wax, wax the clean his mop, wax his chicken, <laughs> and smell quite, is quite, quite frankly, I had to take a little break after that particular line to uh, <laughs> recover myself, so I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, smell his armpits was the third one. Smell his armpits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. It's, I mean that was just funny, but it was clean as long as you're not an adult with your own baggage going into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes well, a chicken I mean, is just is, a chicken. It's, it's a really weird property. I mean, you know, when you take a property that's about a ninety-eight pound um, nerd, you know, uh, who is tricked into wearing a tutu to be made fun of. And then falls in and becomes a superhero into some toxic waste, retaining the pink tutu, but now being a creature of abnormal size and mutated strength or whatever it is that they said. They said it like 15 <laughs> times in the show. You'd think I could remember. They say it in the movie like 1,500 times. Super but, deformed. Um, super deformed. Creature no, I, of I can't abnormal do it either. I thought I could. Strength. Super uh, abnormal, super deformed, abnormal creatures of abnormal size and strength, or something like that. Something like super that. Anyway, it's not creature. Yeah. Well. <laughs> something like yeah, that. Something like that. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's a good line. It's a good line. They use it all the time. It's actually really funny the way they keep on repeating it, and they repeat it in other episodes too. And like I say, they repeat it in the movie. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that that Chuck Lorre clearly knew he was working for a man who's insane. The property's insane. Leaned into it and created a really quirky, funny, and suitable for kids TV show. Yeah, it's uh, it. I didn't see this at the time. Um, I guess I was in just the wrong age when it came out. Uh, and wouldn't I don't think I had seen Toxic Avenger yet. Uh, I think I didn't see that until like after I was out on my own. That didn't see. I don't think I could have slipped that one past my mom uh, 
no matter how many times I slipped other R-rated films or Die Hard past her uh, at the rental store. I don't think, I don't think Toxic Avenger would have made it past. Uh, but it, it is you know, amazing. It is though how, how many is amazing back in the day. I mean, this product, like I say, is offensive. How many kids saw this thing? Because it looked like a superhero movie. It looked like Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing's a PG movie, you yeah. know. And it looks like Swamp Thing. It's not. It's far more. And the funny thing is, it it only ramps up as the series goes on. By the time 2000 came out, I think it was 2000 or 2004, somewhere somewhere between 2000 and 2004, that Citizen Toxie, Toxic Avenger 4 came out. And that was by far the most extreme. I mean, it opens up, I believe, with like a school shooting on Take a Mexican to Lunch Day, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's wrong on so many levels. You, and again, it's nobody but trauma would even try and get away with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, the reason I hadn't seen the cartoon till this point is I kind of loved how batshit insane the original was. And I, I didn't, I wasn't on for board for, you know, some bastardization of the cartoon uh, into a child format. Um, <laughs> I'm just so surprised this thing worked, but it worked. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched I watched an episode that Lloyd Kaufman himself wrote with Michael Hertz, and I can't remember the third guy who was credited, but because uh, I wanted to see how that would compare to the Chuck Lorre one, and it's not as good, but it does it still re- maintains that charm, that the funny, quirky energy that that somehow is making this work, and the fact that it just seems so. Everybody, even the villains are so silly that they're not, that it's not overly offensive and, and, and it's just friendly and likable. You know, even the villains are likable in this. I got to say that Dr. Killamoff is one of my favorite character names ever. That's just, I, I just laughed the first time it's like, they had probably said it a couple times and then it stuck in me. I'm like, Killamoff. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and, his whole, and his whole motivation his whole motivation is he wants to pollute the entire world and and uh he hasn't and he hasn't yet finished polluting jersey that's <laughs> <laughs> tromaville is the only place in jersey tromaville new jersey is the only place that he hasn't gotten to yet uh we never did get nick to explain this cartoon or so tell people the oh, plot yeah. of it um, well, um, and that's always a highlight of the show. So please, sure. Nick, go ahead. Um, the plot of the show is quite simple. Our villain, Doctor Killamoth, he's a villain, uh, as you can tell from the name. That's all you need to know about him. Uh, his motivation is polluting the entire world for reasons. Um, <laughs> the last place in New Jersey he has to pollute is Toxaville, so he sends a. A barrel of goop, toxic goop to Tromaville. Our hero, a nerd, accidentally falls in and becomes the Toxic Avenger, a being of superhuman strength and stature. Uh, He finds a mop, he finds a couple friends, gets a girlfriend, and defeats the bad guy without really too much trouble. Um, This is fun. It is funny. Uh, The girlfriend plays an accordion. The end. You don't have to know anything <laughs> about the Doctor Avengers. 
I love that the girlfriend, I believe her name is Lucy in the first film, Claire in the second and third film, back to Lucy in the fourth film, <laughs> and somebody else in this one. Um, and in the films is is blind, and that's why she doesn't mind that he's hideously deformed. But in this one, she's just short-sighted. Um, <laughs> just, just She needs glasses, and they aren't very good. But even when she sees them, she's not offended. She finds them handsome. Yeah, even when the she gets voice glasses, she so just funny. goes, you know, don't wear a tie. Yeah, she didn't like the voice his- acting. Is so good. The voice acting, especially on that character, because his girlfriend talked exactly like that in the movie too. Like the voice acting is fantastic in this thing. <laughs> I even like the fact that his mother shows up occasionally just for shits and giggles. <laughs> and all the names are great. I mean, the villain. The, uh, sorry, Toxin's buddy. Um, oh, the nose guy. What was his name? Nozone. No zone. That is sort of great. I mean, and his origin. I mean, he crashes his plane into a toxic pepper plant. And it's it's radiation that came through the hole in the ozone layer, isn't it? That's why he's no zone. I don't know. (laughs) It was the pepper thing that just started. (laughs) It's a character whose superpower is sneezing. And by the way, the way his toy has a slime gimmick. Oh no! Oh, well, That's well. I always, lo- I always, I always love this part of the show. Uh, Nick, what were the toys that came out for this thing? Because this was this was one that was definitely about pushing. Well, toys. I think this whole cartoon was sort of a ploy to capitalize upon the Ninja Turtles playmates who made all the Turtles toys. The, I, I get the feeling they did not want to pay by the third or fourth season of the turtle <laughs> to uh, have the turtle's name on them. So they launched this cartoon, had a ton of toys coming from that all fit in the same style as the turtles. Um, so they're all very wacky, very turtle esque designs. And there are tons of them. Um, every character, and I mean every episode, I think in this cartoon, you have a new few characters introduced. Um, it's a lot of fun. They had vehicles too. And uh, great, great voice work in this. Uh, there was the, the sidekick of Kelimov. Uh, you know, his voice just rang in my head. I'm like, I know exactly, I can picture him. Uh, it was Michael Pollard. Uh, and uh, known from uh, Scrooge, just the one that I would know him most from because I watched it every couple of years. Uh, I, I'm looking at the actually I've gotten distracted by the by the toys again. <laughs> I I loved Kilimoff's attack helicopter. Uh, so uh, Kilimoff has this kind of breathing. It's not quite a gas mask, but he has this breathing device on the on his on his face that is the same as the front of the helicopter <laughs> that it's also got this kind of nozzle this, on the front of it <laughs> this this was indeed i mean apparently this was created and new line had the right they had made the original teenage mutant ninja movies teenage mutant ninja turtles movie and were negotiating rights to make a sequel and in negotiating the rights to make the sequel, they didn't want to give up as much as uh, the creators of TMNT wanted, Eastman and Laird. 
Um, so they they were negotiating with them and wanted to get a better deal. So they leveraged the fact they could make a movie out of Toxic Crusaders, which is hilarious because it already had a movie. They probably weren't even aware. <laughs> they 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 leveraged that to get a better deal with uh, with uh, TMNT. Um, and so Troma actually ended up suing New Line and won an uh, undisclosed amount in the in the lawsuit. Oh, that's awesome! It's they do bear a strong resemblance to uh, to the turtles type figure, uh, just the way that the, especially Toxie himself, who looks like He Man, uh, the bow legged stance, uh, very wide shoulder figures. Uh, a lot different than the the G.I. Joe and Star Wars that had been done before, although the G. I., the Star Wars that came right after these are notorious for having that style figure. <laughs> for having super buff Luke Skywalker and, uh, and so on and Leia for some reason. Um, I, you can see like it's you can see a bit of that uh, turtles influence to because uh, one of the fi- one of the toys is the Toxie has a skateboard. Uh, the Crusader Skater, uh, which is like a, de- a tricked out skateboard that's about the size of a, mi- of a small car. And I <laughs> the, mean, um, some of the leftover toys were actually repurposed later on as Turtles toys. Oh, nice. <laughs> Episode 10, which I, like I said, I watched and that was the one written by Kaufman, actually has a moment where the nose, what was his nose zone? Nose zone. Nose zone. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where he and another character get like washed out on a giant wave of water out of out of their toxic shack or whatever that they're living in in the garbage. And he says, cowabunga. So, I mean, the, uh, <laughs> he yells, cowabunga. That's, so, that's, like, the, the, um, that's pretty self aware. Yeah, pretty self aware, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. There are some messed up figures in this set for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, it looks like a lot of them came with uh, with a a glow in the dark radioactive substance, <laughs> secret toxic glow in the dark. I love that you put right apparently, on your pa- right on the packaging that there's something toxic in it. That was well. Apparently, one of the <laughs> things that it that it created was a little instruction booklet in each of the each of the. Um, things an instruction booklet on how to create toxic a toxic waste dust and dump in your house or, or to create some toxic like some way to make a mess of your house was one of the things that they included a little instruction manual in and eat in the toys which i'm sure made the parents ecstatic <laughs> that was like the yeah the, that fascination with goo uh just comes up every few years uh, i know my my niece just went through whatever they call the the goop gooper eh, no goops the stuff that's harming our whole civilization our whole society um, I, I i believe slime <laughs> is the current phrase. slime yeah uh made popular by slimer but still recycled every few years because apparently you can't copyright the word slime i gotta say the apparently the um it was either the toys or i think it was the commercials they said uh the tagline was that but the toys was they're gross, but they still get the girls. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's got a whole lot of things happening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> 
you too can get the girl if she loses her contact lenses. Uh, <laughs> this one was just, it was very silly, very fun. Uh, it rhym reminded me of, uh, I think it would have been a little bit after this, uh, but um, Eek the Cat and uh, especially Earthworm Jim. Uh, that they had a bit of gross humor, a bit of humor that was aimed a little older than its actual audience. Uh, and uh, some clever wordplay. Uh, I do love that at one point, Toxie knocks a bad guy into a toxic um, barrel and the guys, the guy just gets different superpowers. Um, yes. <laughs> instead of what, you know, might have happened, which is he dissolves into a... <laughs> dissolves into the tank ready for more. Uh, you know, some of the regular villains, uh, Bone, what was it, Sawbones or something like that? Yeah, something like that, Bonehead. Bonehead was his name. Bonehead, that's it, yeah. I, yeah, I think if you're expecting any sort of logic, uh, you're, <laughs> I mean, he gets turned into a giant monster, he goes home and his mother, like, although, uh, I guess kindly kicks him out because he doesn't even try to move back in with her. It's like, no, you got to go live at the dump. And yeah, she says <laughs> it in such a friendly, like non-confidential way that it's like, okay, so everyone's just always happy in this universe. Yeah, don't don't look for a lot of yeah. Looking for logic in in uh, in this cartoon is uh, it's not going to get you far. Yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, accordion is in trouble. Doesn't really register as odd in this. It's funny as hell, but not. That's right. Well, they suddenly they give toxic they give toxic Avenger the spider sense. Uh, he glows. Yes, he, has he glows blue, sense. and can sense crime. Yes, and, and not just like direct crime, because I believe in the, even in the first episode, he senses that political shenanigans are going on over the, the orphanage. <laughs> that Dr. Kilimoff's trying to buy the orphanage and turn it into a toxic waste dump. I his, uh, his spider sense works way better than Spider-Man's. Like Spider-Man's just danger, which can be anything, but but his seems to just tell him stuff. <laughs> he he has a lot more information from that funny feeling. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, this also had uh, a, I mentioned that it has a video game that either was recently released or is about to release. I can't recall, but uh, it had a video game back in the day that was awful and lloyd kaufman <laughs> did a review of it with the angry video game nerd where they were playing it together and that video is worth checking out it is uh, quite amazing and um the this is they had a cartoon book uh one in the uk that was done and then marvel comics also was doing one in uh in north america and it had people like anna senti and the legendary steve gerber you know write some issues and I bet you that's a lot of fun too. I bet you it's as fun as the cartoon. Nice. I think that came through Lloyd's friendship with Stan Lee. Most likely. <laughs> I don't know that the game. The game that's on Steam looks pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that's the new one. Is it out yet? That'd be a uh, planned release of twenty four, but it looks like there's a demo. So okay. I know what I'm doing yeah. with my afternoon. Um, <laughs> It actually, although it actually looks like the old uh, Turtles arcade game, is what it looks like. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
<laughs> I do love those. All right, what else? Can we, is there anything else we can uh, we can say about Toxic Crusaders? Uh, Likelihood to go back and watch the film series because of, because of watching this. What is your likelihood? I I did watch I. Well, I I'd watched the the Newcomb High series all through when the and when the final when the second part of the last part came out, um, <laughs> and I I started going into more trauma films, and I think I made it like halfway through two and gave up on Toxic Avenger, but uh, maybe I just should skip two and three and like go forward to four because I think there's six of them now. Four four is a direct sequel to to number one. And ignores it opens with with Stanley apologizing, doing a voiceover apologizing for two and three because they know it was rotten. That's the word. Oh, that's awesome. is what they said. <laughs> so yeah, you should just go to four. Four is is way over the top too. But I mean, hey, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a little turned off from all trauma movies, having seen the last Nukem High with all the fat man and small male <laughs> genitalia close-ups. Uh, probably a third of the film. Uh, <laughs> I, I, didn't they also have that in po- uh, Poultry Guys, but it was a good movie? <laughs> this was a whole other level. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I will go back and watch The Toxic Avenger. Avenger. I think first I will have to binge watch this cartoon because, as I said, I kind of loved it. Um and then maybe maybe I'll just start with four. Um, yeah, I I remember the I remember those sequels were a rough watch. Even the first one is kind of a rough watch. <laughs> it's it's a trauma film. I love trauma films, but like they entertain me so much. But they are so self aware schlocky, but so much fun at the same time. Nevertheless, when I watch one, I always feel like I need to shower after. <laughs> and and to explain why Lloyd Kaufman why this probably wasn't going to be a huge property regardless he blames the big corporations can you explain the you can probably do it better than me Nick explain the Sergeant Kabuki man story Lloyd got a deal a development deal with a Japanese uh, businessman to try to uh, develop Sergeant Kabuki man into a Batman Kenner type property and make a ton of money. However, during the filming of the Sergeant Kabuki Man, which this businessman did send the crew, cast and crew to Japan to film, um, Lloyd had to insert a shot of a snake inserting itself into a human anus because Lloyd thought that was funny and on brand. (laughs) But completely negating the financial ramifications that would have on the property as a a whole. He's taking it from a... Lloyd is true to himself, man. and I mean, I like Sergeant Kabuki Man, and that scene isn't even funny. <laughs> Probably a bad no, business decision. Terrible business decision. It cost them a lot of money because it took a the R-rated. It made it an R-rated property instead of a PG property that he had promised to deliver 
for the toy yeah. lines and the, the different merchandise. And it's because he he was his artistic vision was a snake entering a man's anus. <laughs> That's <laughs> sad. Do you got do you think Sergeant Kabuki Man Yo, had a chance on. even if the movie had come out? PG. No, but he <laughs> if it was he, a bad he, idea he, off the start. The they conned a Japanese business guy to fly him to Japan. That's all. <laughs> Where they filmed some scenes for Toxic Avenger 4 at the same time, by the way. Oh, that's right. Toxic in Japan. <laughs> and they, they they put a guy in a suit and had him walking around in Japan for some. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, they, they used that a businessman's uh, resources to, to the maximum, as Troma <laughs> will do. Uh, if you haven't seen any of the making of uh, documentaries that are out there, uh, be it the one on Poltergeist, or the one on, on Toxic Avenger 4, the, the, that starred Lloyd Kaufman and show his insanity, and the <laughs> the incredible guerrilla filmmaking techniques that are used, and the horrible, horrible uh, conditions the crew and cast is living in and everything, uh, they're unbelievably compelling. These are great Oscar-worthy winning documentaries about trauma films like like they're amazing uh, the best films they have as far as high quality films and Kaufman does not generally come across uh, very well in this no it's, uh, the entire trauma studios philosophy was to ask is this a good idea and then do it anyway <laughs> yep his uh, his books if you can track them down are are just they're Bibles for independent filmmakers. Uh, all of the stuff that he's talking about, just all of it holds. Um, especially everything I, everything I needed to know about movies I learned from the Toxic Avenger is uh, is one of the one of the books. Um, and uh, yeah, it really useful rules like uh, really useful advice like always film the nudity on your first day, so that if the actress does changes her mind, you can fire her. Um, <laughs> you know, real, real practical things. No, but uh, <laughs> you, you're, you're making it sound like these uh, books are useful, and they are, but they're not focused. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean what you just said, absolutely true. A lot of filmmaking advice in there, but in that book you mentioned, there is a chapter on him sleeping with African prostitutes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Again, like you know, uh, if yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, if you're just going for the film advice, <laughs> be warned. <laughs> it, the thing is, and and then he did the you know, make your own damn movies series and everything like that, which is a book and a, and DVDs, I believe. But yeah, the all I need to know about filmmaking I learned from the Toxic Avenger was supposed to be only him talking about filmmaking. That was what it was. Instead, he's talking about things that are going on in his personal life and his wife's battle with cancer and all this stuff that that and then and then it has like side notes where he's like getting notes from the editor going, that has nothing to do with filmmaking. <laughs> what are you doing? And it's so incredible. Again, it's it's the mind of Lloyd Kaufman. I remember when when I met him um at a horror convention and spent some time talking to him, spent about 20 minutes just talking to him, made him laugh so hard, and that was a highlight of my life. The guy was really smart. I asked him if the scene in uh, Return to Newcomb High uh, 
where the duck is walking down the street and everybody's acting all surprised. I'm like, Did, was that guerrilla filmmaker? Or he goes, no, that was something you rarely see in a trauma movie, acting. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then I said, uh, you want to probably put me in one of your films now because I'm a fat guy. And, uh, and he goes, oh, no, 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 we don't want to put your penis on, on film. Uh, you know, the widescreen won't be big enough. I go, are you kidding me? I'm hung like a pimple. And he just <laughs> lost it. And uh, it was it was great times. I, 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 I treasure my time having spent a few minutes with Lloyd Kaufman. Crazy man that he is. Fabulous man, yeah. Although I believe we did take some people to uh, a premiere that followed our meeting him. <laughs> yeah, Riley Rosmo, a comic book artist. Uh, who is well-known, well-known working for DC. Uh, currently, I think he's working in this. Is it Sandman he's currently working on? Uh, Sandman, yeah. And he did a run on uh, Harley Quinn not long ago. So, yeah, pretty hot property at DC. Yeah, I mean, and he's worked with Constantine, and he's done some Superman and Batman. and Like, he's a big he's a big star in the comic industry. And uh, he and his wife attended the screening. With, they did wait till I think the film was almost over before <laughs> leaning over to us and go... We have to leave now, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it was it was something. <laughs> My sitter texted and she wants us to leave. Uh, she doesn't need us back. She just wants us out of here. <laughs> well, I I think uh, yeah, going in, uh, going going in without any prep to uh, Newcom High. Uh, I don't know how you prep someone for that if they've never yeah, seen it. We, we could have worked a little bit harder on that. Plus, I mean, it was the perfect theater to see in it because then, like, the week before, the place was flooded and it was still damp and <laughs> there was some sort of natural disaster. I know the theater had to be shut down not long after. Yes, from old and stuff. Yeah, so perfect. Oh, just... I remember I watched them on I watched them on YouTube. I think you guys watched them on Tubi. The Tubi, YouTube yeah. has a the, I don't know if the Tubi one does. The YouTube has a commentary from Kaufman. I think it's the same oh, commentary in every one talking about the uh how he how he got screwed by the big corporations. Um so he he gives an opening. It's worth seeing. It's very entertaining and uh you know that's that's definitely something I think everybody should check out is this series. It is it is the most entertaining of the of the cartoons we've done so far. Excuse me, the four cartoons we've done so far. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really like this one. And and it, you know, a short enough run that I'm not um I when I say I'm gonna watch the rest, I may actually watch the rest. Um. <laughs> <laughs> actually to facilitate that, does anyone know if the Toxic Crusaders movie is just the first three episodes edited together, or is it? I would think so. Yeah. Different. No, I think it's. I think it is that that it's three or four episodes. Um, that's what they did with. Yeah, like that was a regular VHS era thing. Uh, because yeah, just to get the extra mileage out of the show, uh, and more mileage than you got if you did a box set. Uh, which you would do later once like on DVD, you wouldn't release like four episodes. Um, but yeah, that would be my guess. And that's and that's also why, like when when we watch these other ones, we like we've seen uh, Robocop Alpha Commando was a three part premiere because that's that's a good length for like a, a disc. 
Mm -hmm. The um, the I mean, Troma now is five dollars a month, and I'm sure you can watch all of them on mm -hmm. there as well as all the other trauma documentaries and subjects. But the these it's not trauma who's put up the cartoons. I don't believe on YouTube, but he does consistently reference how these are high quality DVD quality cartoons. <laughs> um, so I mean, there's a recent 4K for no reason. Talks eventually apparently looks great, but there's a 4K like $150, you know, Toxic <laughs> Avenger 4K set that just came out. I don't know that you need 4K for Toxic <laughs> Avenger, but but the doc, but the special features are amazing looking. And, uh, you know, there's the upcoming movie with Peter Dinklage as the star, I believe, and uh, Kevin Bacon, I believe, plays the villain. So, uh, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure it, it apparently is not going to be PG-13. They were originally going to make it that. And it apparently goes into the... Uh, proper proper not kid friendly uh <laughs> atmosphere that we want out of uh, something like toxic avenger oh fabulous i don't know i kind i kind of now want like a live action toxic toxic crusaders movie yeah me too <laughs> it would have been hilarious if they had turned around and made one that was uh -huh. for kids like you know because <laughs> i can mean, just that, imagine that it been great the, at the video store the confusion for parents on which one to rent <laughs> and the amount of times the wrong one would have been just worth well, a million dollars. The Crusader Avenger thing, I think, is actually not a hugely bad concession. Yeah, they changed. It was originally called uh, the Toxic Avenger cartoon, but it was too considered too controversial due to the nature of the uh, films. So they changed the name. Yeah, distance them from your own property that's uh, <laughs> uh well uh i think uh and just not to telegraph too much but i think uh the next animated series should have done a bit more distancing itself from uh from its original property <laughs> or less either or <laughs> or less one how, of the, could it, how could it take, distance take itself aside. more from its original property how well, could if, it just if it it's, have, it's it, nothing it, to do if it could have distanced itself by not using the same name, uh, was what I was getting at there. Um, <laughs> I see what you mean, yeah, because I would like to distance myself from having watched it. <laughs> Next time we'll be talking about the 1994 Highlander the Animated Series, which I did not know was a thing until we started uh, setting up to do this season. Uh, so, uh, that was Toxic Crusaders. Uh, we've listed a bunch of places to watch it. Is uh, this is this is uh, the one I would recommend the most uh, so far? Rambo was really enjoyable, but I I think this is the one I would recommend. And uh, so we are the Kill Film Showdown. We are on Instagram and we are on YouTube. Please subscribe there. We're on every podcast app. Please subscribe there. And uh, we have a Patreon where you can support our ongoing work. Uh, talking about cartoons is what we're doing right now we don't know what comes after that but you pay us enough money and it can be whatever you like and we are sponsored by wetalkpodcast.com the home of the octagon where you can keep track of our whole search for the ultimate b movie and we talk podcasts has a facebook and they have a twitter x and x yes <laughs> you know didn't learn a thing from Prince. Like, it doesn't matter what you change your name to. They're just going to call you formerly known as Twitter. Like, every article that, that mentions it, it's just formally known as Twitter. Um, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's true.
All right, guys, that was a lot of fun, and uh, and I'm uh, looking forward to the next one. All right, see you next time for Highlander.